Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. It's Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. DP is with us for the spillover. Oh, we weren't going to have the spillover for a yeah, second. Well, yeah, well we, it, this, the segment started, and DP was just walking in. So he, he knows he's a timely man. He made a grand, grand, he, he, grand yeah. entrance, too. <laughs> what is it with you and Jay? You got to get there my mic go. on. There Sorry. we go. <laughs> yep. There we go. There we go. Want to turn his mic on there? Yeah. yeah you know. I thought it was on this one. Yeah, that Jay part. There we go. That part. Uh-huh. No, I was, here, I was here late last night. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're so, working a lot. So the, the volleyball girls are spectacular. I saw the video you posted on Twitter. Is that not the the, the funny? I, I, funny. I have not laughed that hard in a long time. They they have a good time. Like they, they do radio the way you're supposed to do it, which is they just crack each other up for two hours. <laughs> they told the story of John Cook walking into a glass door oh. and then trying to play it cool like, oh, as, as, right. if, as if nobody saw it oh. except for the whole team was on the bus waiting to <laughs> waiting for him and saw him walk into the door oh that's and super funny they 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 get after it that man. is super funny they he get after the- it. that look it it really is it was the most unathletic thing i've seen from a super athletic person yeah so the video dp posted was nicklin hames with with a helmet so on. she has See, the, the helmet, on. helmet on so, I saw she, the so she put the helmet on trying to do a cartwheel in the uh, in the hallway. Why did here. she put a helmet on? C- Nicklin thinks of herself as a football player. Does she? Like she, there's a video of her that she filmed on Instagram. She put the helmet on and her walking into the station, and she's just pounding her chest like "Let's go!" And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay I'm with you. Like whatever you want to do, like whatever you want to yeah. do." Like she said, you know, for, for the last couple of weeks, she said that she's really in a space where she she thinks she you know she wants to go hit people. Like she just wants to go run into Interesting. people, you know. Yeah. So uh, and then Jay can relate to that. And then they all they all want to play another sport. So Kenzie Knuckles says, you know, she she could put together a floor routine for gymnastics. She's okay. like, I could do this, but she goes, I'd be a really good offensive player in basketball. Just I hate playing defense, which is hilarious because <laughs> she's a defender right. on the volleyball team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are we talking good, about here? Kenzie? That's good self awareness too. Yeah, like she just you know, and she doesn't take it seriously. She has a good time. So if you're not listening, it's nine eleven, uh, nine to eleven Wednesday night. Nine to eleven. Uh, but the podcast is up. That's uh, for young people. That's young people hours. Well, you. It's, it's, you already, it's you already, you already tucked in. Sips. It's a podcast. Asleep, you can go yeah. back. You want to go back and I, I'm telling I you, the, the last shows you want to go back. And if you haven't gone back and, and checked out Jay with uh, with with Nori and and Brent Banks from this weekend, you need to check that out. Good stuff. Them sitting on, on Sunday Sunday that. morning pancakes. Sunday morning pancakes. Great name for a show. Yeah. Sunday morning. I need pancakes. to, jo- I need you to jump out that. there and put pancakes out there. You better play like it. Mm-hmm. Can't be soft. 
Yeah. Here he comes. Here, here comes old school. Here comes the lion. Here comes old school. That's right. That's right. The, the lion is ding, here. Dingaling is here. <laughs> the lion is here. <laughs> what did he just say? Hey, hey, sip, sip, <laughs> sip. That is hilarious. Please, we got to run that back. Sip, run that back. That could be your little. That could be your drop, right? But run that back, McVeigh. I heard you say that football is real complex, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jay, Jay real complex, to right? It this yeah. morning, so did they play like they got two footballs out there? I took it upon myself, okay, okay, just to verify your assumptions, right? So, one of my former teammates Here comes the attack. No, no, no. I, I, see, I, I, I'll see, tell you what. The, see, I ain't this, is pro- this is the problem. Okay, this is the problem with society. If we're if I'm just talking to you, it's not an attack, right? Okay. It has nothing to do with you, actually. Okay, it has to do with just the universe of people okay. thinking that football's really complex it so is it's one really of my complex. one of my former teammates jonas jennings in buffalo i was a fourth year guy when we drafted him um jonas i always make fun of him because he had this big diamond be- diamond belt. that's what he probably spent half his signing bonus on i was like look dude you, what was a diamond it was like a big cowboy belt right because oh. he played at georgia yeah <laughs> had like so many diamonds in there yeah and he had a he had a he had a fake chinchilla jacket right so right? we were going to play the Fake jets it was cool jacket. Like yeah the idea of a on, a ro- on a rookie belt. on a rookie deal right and mm. um well anyway so i so he works for georgia he's he, he's a he's on staff in georgia he's a essentially player development right so i asked him you know one what his role is and, and i'm just going to read you what he said right he said he's pretty much said in the cliff notes version right he said that he's actually my role is to get the players adjusted in line and what it means to be a Georgia dog. They really believe in this Georgia dog. And you know from George George Foster. Silver bitches. And he I'm said sorry? this is he's like this includes <laughs> that that's that's Georgia speak for their pants. Right. The silver britches. Oh britches. Right. Okay. I heard something else yeah. too. He's like this includes silver britches. Well they've been called the other several times too many against Alabama, but that's that, that that's for another conversation. Right. He's like this includes recruiting, school, home life, and ball. He's like, I have to do all the things that the coaches can't do. Which is obviously in, get you know be in tune with the players. Okay, he's like one of the, my main jobs is like there. He's like there is nothing I don't and won't do for the University of Georgia. And then he said the one of the things that Kirby Smart did once he took over is he expanded his role from when Mark Rick was there, okay. right? Because Jonas played there. So I asked him about what was the biggest difference between Georgia and the SEC championship game and the national championship game against, you know, against Bama. He said, actually, it was led by the players and it was a hard lesson that was had to be taught to them that us as a staff and us as a group of players, that's what he says, as a group of players, glazed over our details and conditioning for weeks. Hmm. This was a conversation that was really heard, not listened to. He said, once we got back from the SEC championship, the players led conditioning drills when they were supposed to be resting it we and i said then i asked him i said was it anything schematic he said no and i said do you do anything really complex he's like actually he's like no actually we do simple schemes and plans and just rep them over every situation over and over and over to he's like to the cows come home now as he always says says, kirby says that this gives us the ability and the flexibility to be to be more complex when need be he's like we focus on our strengths and take those strengths against anyone's weaknesses and that's how we were able to 
finish games and win games and be a different Georgia team. Okay. Then I he get says, what you're saying. Then he says, go dogs. Yeah, Always. I, go so dogs. You're, yeah, I mean, all these conversations are relative. The game's simpler to you because you grew up playing it. When I see a coach like last night, Chenander, talking about his – just all, all it was, his Eric's speech to the Coaches Association was about their um, day-to-day practice structure, so he just laid it out. But I was struck by how many situations have to be covered. I mean, there's yeah, so it, it many is, it, situations. You, you have to do it because – You can't get to all of them. There's because, so many. Because kids don't – they don't – you don't have football kids anymore. That's here. part of it. That's yeah. a big part of it. That's yeah. a huge part of it. You, yeah. you, don't, you wouldn't they have don't to – don't understand the rules. Well, the rule—I mean, the rules—I mean, you're only going to have to worry about the minute rules. That's the coach's job. When you—if you don't know if you need to be on the ball or off the ball—that's right. because you haven't really studied enough tape, and you haven't been watching. You—you don't—you're not getting extra film study by watching the NFL, right? The high majority of these college football players only watch ESPN and YouTube highlights of football, so they missed all these things. Now the coaches have to teach them the basics that. All every all the other players or whatever are learning just by watching because there's not a big difference, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're, you're going to see different formations, but the plays and concepts aren't really going to be that different. So you got a lot of guys that aren't football junkies anymore. Debo said it. We don't have guys that love football, right? So now you got to teach them things that when you know, Bo start first first coaching, I imagine, or Eric start first coaching, or even when he played, he knew those when he showed up when he played at Iowa or wherever he, you know you know when he first started. That's what makes it hard. Yeah, there's a zillion things. There's a zillion things like DP you and Jake would understand. For instance, when when Whipple was going through his like six things he teaches during the two minute offense, like one is one's very simple: hand the ref the ball. Now you would say, "Oh well, come on, that's not what, what's so hard about that." Well, it doesn't always happen. You saw the Cowboys biff that. every second counts. Yeah, you you saw the Cowboys biff that. Every second counts, but those are but those are hand the, the ref the ball. But those in are the two de- minute drill. But those are the details. The hand the ref the ball is a detail in a two minute situation. That's just but, one. But it's a fundamental practice of just doing the right things over. That's what Jonas is telling you. Like we're doing all those things. Like I mean, it's a text chain, but it's doing all those things every single day. Like if we're if it, it, it could equate to if you're if you're getting the first down. You know, we're not throwing the ball to the wrong ref. We're not getting up and doing it. We're getting it back to the ref because now we got the momentum, right? So especially when you see teams that go two plays in a row, tempo, you know. And so you can't do that. It's a huge deal because um, if you don't hand the right ref the ball, that's five seconds. You saw it against the Cowboys, but there's a lot of – that that eliminates the flow of the two-minute offense. Two-minute offense is predicated on winning the first three plays. If you don't get the first three plays that we've seen, obviously – your two-minute offense is done. If you have a penalty, a holding in those first three, dead in the water, dead in the water. Yep. So that's what their focus is. It's situational, and there's six things you got to do. If you can knock out five or six of those things, you're going to have a great two-minute offense. If you don't, conversely on defense, if you don't know how many timeouts they have, how many timeouts we have, do we tackle inbounds? What what is our base coverage if we need if we get caught without getting a signal in? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you don't do those six things. You're you're taking your chance to be successful from, I don't know, say like eighty five percent. Now you're down to thirty five percent. Now you're hoping to make a play. Now you're hoping for somebody else to to not make the play. So I mean, yeah, it, it is complex, but it, it could be a lot simpler if people dive into the details. Okay, yeah, 
and when I say complex too, I'm not even getting into, okay, Eric Chenander has to have in his mind, okay, they line up, offense lines up empty on the left hash uh, at what yard line. Okay, this is what we're running. I, I, my mind, my, I don't know about you, but my mind doesn't work that way. He's got to do it in a snap. Well, I mean, well that, it's, but that's it's what high, it's high volume repetition. It's true. Well, yeah, so, that's true. That's exactly. Right. If 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 you did it every day, it might. Well, be. there's there's only certain things you a receiver can do from certain spots on the field. So right. most coordinators, whether it be defensive back guys or coordinators themselves, understand that I need to take take away what you do best. Half of the routes, the routes that you need the most, yeah. and the ones that hurt me the least. I also know a coordinator. There's 15 spots I, on the field I have to defend on every play. 15 spots. So I've only got 11 players. I can't defend everything. I'm going to take away the the thing that Jay is most likely to do most often in that situation. Right. Best player. And then Best. have a plan for the next thing. But Shenander does, do it it. Yeah. does it as, as a high level. Look, it, it's really hard to defend at a high level in football. It's yeah, in hard to football, defend. Yeah. It is because it's, it's, it's not even a schematic thing because uh, – his 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 schematic and scheme is pretty, it's pretty airtight. You is know it? what I mean. The execution is the problem because in the execution is the di- the details, right? Um, it's real simple if you really think about it. Like you do a lot of scouting, so you know. Well, and and usually coordinators are going to play their hand. By the time you go into halftime, you as a player, you should kind of know what they're. You've got to have them figured out. You're they're not going to come out there and run a hundred plays. They might run one play three right. different ways and three right. different four, but the concepts are the same. Mm-hmm. So then you need to be able to, as a player and as a coach, but in particular as a player, I need to be able to tell you exactly what's going on out there so you can make the proper adjustments either in, in between series or obviously at halftime. And then but the it, trust that they're going to make the play. Shenander can call the right scheme right. and have the right thought process. But then it's going to be, does he trust Jake Sorensen to take away the out route so that my safety is free to do more work in the middle. I Jay can look at me and say, I know what you want for me to do. But, but then you got to do it. Somebody could pump fake Jake, and mm. Jay goes, well, I thought they were going to do something else. I got duped. Right? So, I got duped. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I mean it's, it's, it happens it's, a lot. It's a hard thing to do. And I asked <laughs> yeah. him I asked him about their, their line, asked Jonas about their linebackers. He's like, Jay, one guy's going to go first round, and he might be one of the worst athletes at linebacker that we've had in Georgia in – He's like in six years. Why is that? Why, he's why is he not, so he, good? He's not a guy Super that's going. He's not a gonna. He's Super not IQ. Yeah, he's not. He's not a guy that's gonna go to the combine. They think he's too small. They, he doesn't think he's fast enough. He's like, but in every big game, he made plays and he knows the defense and offenses that they go against in and out. And he's like he, he's like he's like he was a three. He's like he was a low three star recruit. I got a question. It's not necessarily totally related, but I, I want to ask you this because I. I was thinking about last night. How much does it help Chenander to have continuity now on his staff on that side going into this season? It's well, I mean, he can only answer that, but I'd assume it would what be. Would you it's, say? it's great. I, I think it's it's uh, it's it is definitely a help. It's it, it because when you have somebody like Dawson um, who has experience as a coordinator and in his system and been successful. And you have a transition from Tuiotu leaving and Dawson yeah. taking on the, the the you know the defensive line as well. So the communication isn't going to be frayed. Then you got Barrett in the middle, so mm-hmm. you don't really lose anything. And then you got Travis Fisher with the mm-hmm. DB, so you you don't really lose anything because Dawson has coached D line here right. before and in the scheme. So it it's 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 greatly uh, a, po- a positive. Um, 
And also with a big transition with, you know, especially up front, D-line, you know, you, you, you got a lot of guys that are unproven, right? A lot of potential, but a lot of unproven guys. You need that continuity, communication, the, the techniques, and the teaching. It's got to be, you know, a low low curve on it, and that's what that's where they're at as far that's as that's deep though you think of how deep it is when you have retur- re- returning core because mm-hmm. it means that heading into spring all season work you have known products like you have yeah. known products but you also know how to set up they know the calendar for for getting stuff done right. they dawson and and shenander know they know a lot of the same things and already use a lot of the same verbiage they also when they go to scout another team, they've already done 60% of the scouting in the previous years. And they're on the same page already. Mm-hmm. Bringing in new folks, look, man, mm-hmm. it, 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 is a different, it is a different wheel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it I really mean, yeah, is. It's, especially when you have um, heightened competition at a lot of spots, you know, especially on the, you know, in the front, front end and on, and on the back end. Um, you know, as a player, that's what you want too. And then also for them to be able to get – communicated to the new players that are coming in whether it's transfer portal or obviously new signees that's great as, as, as well because the learning curve is going to be less for for them and it's everybody's going to be on the same playing field so you're going to get a true competition you get what i'm saying i totally get and it. so it's 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 a undercover cover great move that wasn't publicized because of all the other big hires on offense which all those guys got you know fired and two yodi went to another job so um, I think it's going to pay dividends, and um, you know, just from a continuity standpoint, I think it's hey, it, it's a really good. You deal. said something interesting too. You 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 believe that Eric Chenander's scheme system is watertight, airtight, airtight. Yeah. What watertight? Conceptually, conceptually, I've heard watertight before. <laughs> Yeah. Conceptually, it's a. It's Have you a heard water type before TP? I left it. I left that. I left that right there. That like I right. left that right there. Okay, that was right type. there with spitting bars. Right? I, I yeah, that was. Bars. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're both I even left, now. I water type. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, you, why I, do you say that? I though? like it in the sense of, um, I mean, of course, I'm sure he wants to adjust some stuff, but I think in as as a whole, um, schematically, um, it can work. You know, um. You really think there are air, airtight defenses? That's what I'm getting at, yeah. Oh, there's airtight defenses out there. Really? Oh, yeah. Did you not just see Georgia? Did you not watch the, I mean, have you not watched Georgia? I, I watched I watch them. Did you not watch but, Michigan? But, but, but I, watched you, the, I also watched them the, the, the game before against Alabama. Right, and yeah, I, explained, I explained it to you. Yeah, I'm saying, I as an offensive coordinator, I'm lining up against any – you play devil's advocate. That's what being a coordinator is. So, Schneider has to think like an offensive coordinator. So, he has to understand what – how would I attack me? That's self scouting. How would I attack me? You can't cover everything. There's no defense that's not, ever. But that's not an airtight. That's not an airtight type of. Okay, that's defense. what I'm trying to understand. Like, yeah, airtight, airtight. Airtight means the concepts and the, and the ability to be successful more times than not. Okay, that, that, to, that, that, that I'm with. Where, where coordinators run into troubles, where you try to stop everything. Right. That that's that's where I he was. He made that clear in his speech yesterday. You can't. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, I was. Yeah, when you that. when you show yeah. up and try to stop twenty plays. You're in, you ain't gonna stop none. That's what he says. Right. So right. he pulls it down that, to so, like So six. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Take and away what you can take away. Now look, there's then... there's gonna be times in, in college football. There's gonna be times, even though you got you know good players or great players and a great scheme or you know conceptually, where you're gonna go out there and get lit up. You're just gonna have a bad day at the office. But more times than not, if you have a, a mindset and a concept that's gonna show up and be able to travel, um, you're gonna be in the games, and you see that, right? Now, what can get better is that guys can get better at the details 
and be more um, authoritative and aggressive in that scheme. That's the difference between Georgia last year and this year, what Jonas told me. These guys understand every single detail. That's why they look so fast. Okay? I mean, granted, I'm, I'm, they have great athletes. Right, okay, I'm not crazy. Good. Not yeah. Okay? But you look a lot faster when you know what everybody else is doing, and they never you're never out of place. Yep. And so being being yep. in shape and have that that getting in shape thing is important. That, and that's, staying in shape. That, that's the you know that's the Joe give you know, cowards uh, fatigue makes cowards of yeah, us so, all. So I mean I th- I like the scheme <laughs> and and yeah. I think that uh, I think like Nebraska where when they played together I don't think that last year we had you know contrary to the belief of the people on Twitter we didn't have anybody that was um, Lawrence Taylor a lot of guys thought they were Lawrence Taylor Ooh. but within when they played within the scheme together the defense was pretty damn good when there it, was no hero ball on right the when they're pretty damn good and everybody actually still made plays right but when uh, we some guys got away from it then you start a little bit of leakage and but I, I will say this this is one thing that I appreciate about the scheme in Shenander is when you look and, and I know it's a different conference and I know you can see the stats and all this other stuff, but when they had a dude went down in Central Florida, he can scheme up stuff to to this dude can make plays. So what that tells me as a as a as a coordinator, he can adjust to his to his roster, but then he also can adjust when he has a dude that's a difference maker and is willing Who to was be. Was that dude at UCF? What was that guy's name? Uh, Griffin. Griffin. He had yeah, the Griffin. he had the one Shaq, arm. Shaq Griffin. And it and it yeah. made it a little Shaq bit. Griffin. Shaq Griffin. Yeah. And it made it a little bit better when you had. <sighs> You know Hughes as a first round corner, and corner, you had a, Mike yeah, Hughes, but yeah, yeah and so, but so, you know, but you had a guy that could bring that heat off the edge, right? And then you had um, defensive line that played hard, and they got you know they got their 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 sacks and stuff like that, and had guys that you know made it. You know, one guy got drafted, I think, and stuff like that. So, um, so it lets you know it can be portable, and that's what you want. And um, they're looking for a pass rusher right now. They're looking at that TCU kid, Mathis. Looking for pass. Everybody wants pass a pass rusher. rusher. Everybody needs a pass rusher. Everybody needs a pass but they, rusher. But, but but I think they're gonna be in the top five for this guy. Hey, but you want to be? You, wanna, you don't want to be on the list. You want to be at the top. That's five. right. I know. Not just they, they got to get, get him. They got to get one. It's important. Do they, they got to get one, or yeah. do they got to get somebody to step up? Both. Right. Both. Combo. You need pass Both. rushers. Yeah, you do. Plural. Pass rushers. And um, Caleb, see, I'm big Caleb Tanner guy. I still. I still think he can be that guy. If he, he wants got, to. He has one year to go. If he wants to. Well, I think he wants to. If he if he wants to, he could have been like he can be it. He's he was more consistent. Yeah. I could tell you 2 years ago he was he started to be more be a lot, you know, kind of you see like okay, you start hearing his name more mm-hmm. 2 years ago. Last year he was more consistent, mm-hmm. right? This is um, the year for him. But this is the year that you got to be not only consistent, but then you got to be a factor. Get 8 sacks. Here, here, I have Get a question for you. I have a question for you. Does he listen to you? He does. That, that that's all. It's I good need question. To know. It's good. He question. listens to me. That's all I do. Well, 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 well. I mean, because that, that that tells me everything I need to know about a guy who plays that position, who who says he wants to excel at it. Well, he's, he's got here. sources. But I haven't, right seen, I haven't seen him though. I haven't seen him. Okay. I haven't been down there. Okay. I'm gonna tell you, Jamari Butler. Okay. Is that dude? Is he? Yeah. I mean, he can be, but okay. he wants to. He he's that's a kid. Name. He's a kid that wants. He wants it. And I'm going to tell you right now, he it's he's only been playing football for he's he's a basketball player, um, but he's he can go. Jamari now, Butler. Now, granted, he's coming off a of redshirt, so you can't sit up there and you know depend on you know your pass rush. You know, do's and don'ts can't depend on a guy that hadn't played before. Um, but you you know, 
that's why I was thinking, like, you need to, you know, you got some guys in there that can provide some pass rush. They exist. Wow. Good job. You got to push them. See Good stuff, Jay. I'm going to tell right. you one kid thing about these kids. Um, I asked Jonas if there's a difference, right, from when he was coach. He's like, yes and no. He's like, it's, he's like, it's, he's like, you got to get to know him. And then you, in, in, um, in the sense of outside of football, he's like, but as long as you're hard on them, or you're hard on them, but fair, he's like, they don't care. He's like, they actually sh- look at you different when you're not keeping it real with them. Mm-hmm. And he's, and I asked him about what, what do they do when they, cause you got everybody showing up there thinking they're going to the league. He's like, they set the expectations low and high. And he's like, we don't do anything else besides you reaching the expectations. And then some, once you get out of that, which if you don't operate within their foundation and stuff, then you actually, then you're on the outside looking in. A great example is Jermaine Johnson, right? He's for, he's an Eden Prairie, he's an Eden Prairie alum, Florida, Florida state defensive end. He went to Juco. He was actually on that show, you know, on Netflix show. Then he went to Georgia was feeling himself, didn't really want to compete, went to, went to Florida State. Went to Florida State, the big dude on the edge. Yeah, right. Yeah, and now he's going to be about. a potential first-round pick. Yep. He's a guy that was extremely immature. Nebraska had it in on him and didn't use their resource to get him. Hmm. I can tell you this. You know what I'm saying? I watched him against Notre Dame. I watched five plays and said, that's an NFL player. Well, he's going. they got him legitimately yeah. going first round. First but Nebraska had it in on him, didn't use their resource. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to I'm going to keep saying this. Nebraska had an in on him mm-hmm. on a platter, okay? Didn't use it. That's the kind of dude you need. Hey, Jake. You wouldn't be talking about say, When you always right say, Sip, how you get over the top? How you get over the top? It's that dude. That's, that's use the, the platter. Dude. Use the platter. Yeah. Yes. All right. Old school's up filet next. mignon that you probably put on your grill here in the next <laughs> few days, right, Sip? So. Yes. No. I, I don't have any grilling plans right now. For Steve Sippel, I'm Jake <laughs> See you. <laughs>